0: One of Matt Greeny's things when he's drawing characters, and it's actually true among all of his shows, is that the characters have unique silhouettes. Okay. You should instantly be able to recognize a character from their silhouette.
1: For nearly 40 years, this story has given faithful service to the young in heart. Welcome to the Fangirl Hour, the podcast where we dive deep into the reasons why we love our fame. Abandoned. Time has been powerless to put its kindly philosophy out of fashion. To those of you who have been faithful to it in return, and to the young in heart, we dedicate this podcast. Welcome! Welcome back after a long, long hiatus to Fangirl Hour. This is Season 2, Episode 2, and we have the return of the great... M. West.
0: Christy. <laughs>
1: I like how the voice crackles. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> Uh, So what are we, well, it's kind of fitting. What are we talking about today? What's your fandom? Uh, Oh, wait, I should call up the questions. I forgot I had questions. (laughs) This is, this is all, it's fine. This is how it works. We're going to have fun. Okay. Where is it?
0: Fangirl hour. Do you mind remembering me from the horror movie?
1: Yeah. Talk about (laughs) yourself, Wes. Introduce yourself. Tell us something about you. Who are you? What do you do? Plug yourself.
0: I already introduced, well, he already know my name. Um, I'm a photographer, writer. Uh, filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, been working with Cafe Girl for a while. Um,
1: People might recognize him on screen as Bodie. Bodie, yep. <laughs> Bodie, Bodie Bliss.
0: Bodie <laughs> Bliss from Nate and Laura. Um, it's also the first time on screen in a while was as a background photographer in the first season.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not doing the camera the right way. No, Just...
0: yep, yeah, I was trying to zoom a, a prime lens uh, but you're <laughs> just like painting. a single focus yeah yeah,
1: you know? yeah well we'll make sure we put all the links once again for if people want to hire you to take pictures oh, of yes. them thank you make you look make them look good okay so question number one what is your I'm like looking through this microphone the way it's, <laughs> what is your fandom how did you come to love this and describe any background or history of the fandom?
0: I'm here today to talk about The Simpsons, which I've been a big fan of for a long time. And um, my parents, bless their hearts, they were um, kind of uh, subject to the idea in the early 90s, like late 80s, when they first came out, that The Simpsons were not good. Like, it was a bad cartoon, especially for kids to watch. And while it is targeted towards adults, it's... Not as bad as everyone was letting on. And so when we got older and my parents actually watched an episode, they're like, what the heck? Like, why did we stop them from watching this? So (laughs) we were allowed to watch it. But the thing was, is that I never caught it on TV. So it'd be like, I'd catch one episode here, one episode there. And I liked it, but I was never really like super into it. But when I became an adult, I came across the third or no, it was the fourth season of the show on DVD. Mm -hmm. We had it for sale where I worked at the time at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I remember liking that show and I want some more things. This is before streaming. Mm-hmm. So like
1: So ages you didn't ago. Have,
0: you couldn't binge watch things online mm-hmm. really. Not it was the two
1: thousands yeah. or so, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was like two thousand and five mm-hmm. or six. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. And so I did and I watched it and over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. I like, practically had the fourth season memorized and I was like, I gotta you know, I gotta get the rest of them. So I started buying them. They weren't all out yet. I don't... I still don't think they're all out on DVD. Mm.
1: The Simpsons!
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I started collecting. and started watching them. And I had... Like, I had another friend that was really into it. So he had a bunch of the ones that I didn't have. So we'd watch them together, swap them. And then I got to the point where I do way more about it than he, mm. even he did. He was a fan from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, when he... Mm-hmm. When it was on the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah,
1: yeah, I remember when it came out in the 90s. I'm a little bit older than you, so I remember watching it. And two fun facts is, yes, it was kind of scandalous at the time. It's nothing compared to the shows that have been inspired by it (laughs) that came in the late 90s and 2000s, we know very well. Um, But also, the best thing ever in with what we know today is it came out opposite the Cosby show and it was beating the Cosby show in the ratings, which is kind of a cool thing in light of what we know now, <laughs> <For sure. laughs> the fart beat out, know, you know, anyways. Uh, and I, I, I have mad respect. I mean, for mad gro- groaning, he was an original, there was no uh, adult comedy about a family
0: beforehand was there and uh, i mean there was some but not quite like that and um there's a real emphasis on the fact that they were never well off Mm -hmm. like i mean there's sometimes where they do things where it's like well only a you know family that was well off could do that but for the most part the simpsons have remained like lower middle class almost i mean now compared to today in fact they even make jokes about on the show it's like how do you maintain living this house with a single income working at a blue collar job, mm-hmm. you know, that Homer does. And, you know, of course they break the fourth wall a little bit like, it's a cartoon you know? <laughs> or, or, you know, like the, you know, like, I don't know, you know, it's how it's written. And they're like, what are you talking about? You know? and So,
1: so, uh, what has been the best part of being a fan of this?
0: I think it's some of the people I've met along the way, but mostly it's mm-hmm. probably the escapism of mm-hmm. it all. Like, There's enough to kind of keep you grounded, but enough to make you laugh at, well, the reality of it all. Uh So, like, it's just fake enough for me to watch and escape, but real enough that it helps me, like, laugh at my real life troubles. Uh Like, you know, if I'm having trouble at work, you know, it's relatable when Homer is or, Uh you know, when they're having trouble with repairs at home and I can't. You know, it's relatable, but, you know, they make it funny. Yeah. So, you know, it...
1: And they can't, they have a little bit of a creative freedom because it's a cartoon in that way. And they, they can hold the mirror up to us and to society, to humanity, and have a satire of it and make us feel better about it. I I, I may not know it as well as you, but when you said that you like The Simpsons, I was like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's it's so special. Um, so have you seen it the movies as well, or... Yeah, seen the, well,
0: I've seen everything, but some of the new shorts that have come out, the oh, okay. ones with like Billie Eilish, I
1: mm-hmm. haven't.
0: I haven't seen those yet. Um, I've seen all all episodes that have been released on Disney Plus mm-hmm. because I, I like to binge watch, mm-hmm. and so like when there's a show, like I wait till it comes out, the whole season comes out to mm-hmm. watch it. So mm-hmm. like I could watch the new episodes on Hulu, mm-hmm. but I wait till that season just oh, comes wow. to. Yeah. Simpsons so I haven't seen any of that the season that's still airing Mm -hmm. or it's not been released onto Disney yet
1: how do you feel that it's still airing
0: so like over time and this is kind of an unpopular opinion among fans is that I feel like the show has had highs and lows and um I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are huge fans of seasons 1 through 10 Mm -hmm. and then after 10 wasn't that great and then 11 was just terrible they gave up. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that the show dipped and then I feel like it kind of rose back up until like. Actually, I kind of feel like once it reaches the 20th season and up forward, that then the dip doesn't happen in whole seasons, it's mm-hmm. in episodes. Mm-hmm. So there's actually some episodes that I probably won't rewatch just because of how bad they were mm-hmm. or there was a message in there I didn't like. Like, mm-hmm. um, there's an infamous one with Lady Gaga, and, mm-hmm. you know, all respect to her, but that episode. Called out Toxic Positivity.
1: Mm-hmm. And I thought,
0: that's great. You know, there's not a, a lot of shows that are calling that out. But then they, like, totally tanked the whole thing by the end and went back to um. the whole Toxic Positivity thing. Which, you know, again, they're lessons from a cartoon. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. But it just wasn't... It's just not something I'll probably watch again.
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh... And then there's an episode where Homer and Marge, like, spoilers, guys, but um, Homer and Marge get a divorce. Mm. And the thing is, is that at the end, again, spoilers, it's all a dream that Homer Mm. had, like a nightmare. And so, like, the relationship he had with another woman in that episode and stuff like that, you know, nobody was cheating. Mm -hmm. They were divorced. But it was just like, the whole time, it was just like, oh, come on, you know, that was almost a little too real.
1: Uh And I just
0: don't feel like it was very well written. It was kind of just meant for an excuse to get a guest star on the show. Mm. And there's a few episodes like that where they're just there to get people on the show. And then there's some where it's like the people came in and they filled a role. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of people that do like repeat um, ones like uh, Kiefer Sutherland has done a few. Mm -hmm. And you never can tell who it is because he always has like just a totally different voice. Mm -hmm. Uh
1: I got a question for you. So it started, in, I think, nineteen ninety. Correct?
0: Yeah, uh, it was like eighty nine. I
1: think. Uh-huh. Right, um, cause the uh huh. Right, because Tracy Ullman show. And, yeah. So, and then ten years. That ten year mark was the two thousands, and I know in the two thousands there was that big writer strike. So that could have mm-hmm. been the yeah. dip, is that a lot of the that writers was were on
0: strike? Probably it. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think um, there was a point too when they were talked about being canceled in mm-hmm. there, and so. I feel like that also kind of cued them up to being like, you know, we just don't care.
1: Yeah, right. We're just just going to pump
0: these out and get them out and get our paycheck. And then like when they got renewed, they're like, well, we got to refocus. And, um,
1: and why did they get renewed? (laughs) Because no one wants to get rid of the Simpsons. (laughs) Uh,
0: There's a running gag in the show where Fox gets in trouble and then the Simpsons save them and (laughs) they're like, won't be the first time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, probably. And. Fox has changed from what it used to be. It's like, especially look at the news, the yeah. news. Anyways, let's not talk all about separate that.
0: Thing now, yeah, right? it
1: is. So, uh, what, how, have, how has the Simpsons influenced you? Matt Groening, um, any of that, all of it. How's it well, influenced you as a writer, as a person, as a, as a,
0: uh, well, I mean, as an artist, like, a, so I do just some doodles and drawings and oh. stuff. And actually, if you look at some of my earlier, like comics, like my hand drawn ones, mm-hmm. which some of those are kind of lost in time. <laughs> Um, But there's very much the idea that, at least with that, one of Matt Greening's things when he's drawing characters, and it's actually true among all of his shows, is that the characters have unique silhouettes. Okay. You should instantly be able to recognize a character from their silhouette. Okay. And so that's something that I tried to convey when I was drawing characters in this comic was that every character has to have a unique silhouette Mm -hmm. so I mean and there's that and then in the terms of like unique voices among all the characters like not just from hearing it but you can read a line from the Simpsons pretty much and go okay I know this character probably said that Mm -hmm. and so it's something you try to do when you're writing characters is that you want those characters to be unique and while it's sometimes hard for me, especially when I'm writing like long stuff. Like, um, It was actually one note that I got from when we did a table read of my horror movie. Uh-huh. Was that my characters weren't defined enough. Like, they weren't different enough. So that's something I've tried to do, especially since that note. Was to uh-huh. just kind of give each line its own silhouette. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, so to speak. Like, you should be able to read that line and be like, okay, well that line likely belongs to this person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you kind of do that, too, when you're reading books. You're like, you read something somebody said, and you're like, wait a minute, that character would never have said that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually just a mistake, or, you know, they just needed the line to be said. I like and... that
1: each line has its own silhouette, or each, yeah. you know, even in the, the writing process, you carried it over from what Matt Croning said. Very cool. Have you watched uh, the newer show? What's it called? Um, the one with the princess. Disenchantment. Disenchantment. Yeah.
0: I really like that one. It's not as funny... And it's not, it doesn't have as many, like, deep moments as, like, Futurama had. Uh, But I feel like the whole fantasy element is kind of my thing. uh Because, like, that's one of my, also another favorite of mine is high fantasy. Uh Like, especially in novels. Like, I like high fantasy Uh novels. And so it's kind of neat to see that whole high fantasy thing. And it's kind of neat because it's, it reminds me of the Flintstones in a way. Uh When they do things that are more modern, but they do it in kind of a medieval way. Mm-hmm. So like in the Flintstones, you know, it's always like animals doing the things that we have machines for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, in this enchantment, it's like, you know, wheels, pulleys, things like that that do the things. So mm-hmm. I, I think the set design and stuff like that's pretty cool. And then there's a whole steampunk city that does the same thing. It's yeah. Like Steam, which is also neat. And that's not a unique idea to the Flintstones or anything like that. Like steampunk is a whole other yeah, sub-genre of yeah. thing.
1: That's supposed but to be the modern f- city. Yeah, yeah, it's still
0: fun to see mm-hmm. the new and interesting ways they come up with this different stuff.
1: And then, okay, Futurama. So what What do you? What are the high the benefits or the good things about each of those three? Because there's been three, right? Yeah. Has there been more than three?
0: No, there's been three. Well, he has Life in Hell, which is a comic strip he did.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of inspired the um, Simpsons yeah. and all that. So you but, have uh, Simpsons, Futurama, and Disenchantment. Yeah, what we're are we're, the good things... Bad things about each of them, similarities, well, I differences. I like that
0: it kind of touches on three genres of, like, different types of series you'd see on TV. You have the family drama slash sitcom, and then you have your sci-fi, mm-hmm. and then you have your high fantasy, which, you know, those are the three most common ones, especially when you think about, like, what's popular. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have, well, sitcoms like Seinfeld or, you know, mm-hmm. more recently, How I Met Your Mother, things mm-hmm. like that friends Mm -hmm. and then you have your Futuron, which is future so you have you know star trek and stargate and And doctor who if you want to throw it in there yeah 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 i mean and you know they make jokes about all of those shows Mm -hmm. in that show Mm -hmm. so and then finest high fantasy which was not something that was done as often until game of thrones Mm -hmm. became a hit and then you had all the other ones that came Mm -hmm. after it
1: Mm -hmm. and also like something like once upon a time
0: Mm-hmm. yeah they, they did kind of
1: go into that fan
0: that- they mixed the high fantasy mm-hmm. with the yeah so that's what disenchantment so i like that he got to parody and kind of spear all those mm-hmm. but they're unique enough that they're their own thing mm-hmm. and then one thing i really like in a lot of comedies is when there are like heartfelt moments or things like that and mm-hmm. futurama has that more than any of the other ones yeah um the simpsons has a few disenchantment has a couple but for the most part it's pretty much just action adventure and mm-hmm. you know a little romance here and there and what have you but
1: but they're kind of making fun of the romance even in that yeah
0: yeah a futurama it has the scenes like uh like fry's dog or Mm. when fry thinks that his brother stole his clover and
1: And fry goes back it somehow gets i saw uh, a scene or an episode on youtube where he went back he got to go into like a computer a dream version that was his mom and he got to see his family again and it
0: was nibbler uh mm-hmm. nibbler arranged mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for him to be able to yeah. see her one last time so. yeah and there's then, some moments yeah. like that you know it's and kind of course,
1: of course fry touching. and leela
0: the, yeah. their
1: their romance yeah. yeah yeah there was a lot more sweetness but yeah. it was different i know that that's the thing is like i love seth MacFarlane, and he really his animated series american dad and family guy are very similar mm-hmm. and except for one's more conservative than the other but he really branched out when it came to his films. Now he, and his other shows, live action, yeah. are a lot different than those two. So but I just he, think that's interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah. He, well, I mean, Family Guy was inspired by shows like The uh, Simpsons and The Flintstones. And, oh, you think so? Yeah. In <laughs> fact, there's even, in one episode of The Simpsons, they're going through a book of TV characters. And um, they come across... Uh, peter griffin and it Uh says uh i don't know what it is in italian but it basically means that it's he's plagiarized and then he flips it over and it shows stan and it says that he's also plagiarized yeah
1: well you know they did a um matt groan or matt groaning and and the family guy the simpsons and the family guy the simpsons came on the family guy there was a big like lawsuit yeah yeah
0: there was a oh yeah over the beer yeah where it was uh Patriot Beer, or the Patek and Patriot Beer was just Duff Beer with a new label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember the reoccurring gag in Family Guy with the chicken fight, where it's just like a really long scene of him fighting the chicken. Yeah. They did that with him and Homer. Oh, okay. And yeah. one of my favorite moments in the show is when um, Peter's like, you know, it's okay, I'm just a family guy. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, winks at the camera. And then Homer goes, that's okay, and I'm a uh, The Simpsons. <laughs> And Seth MacFarlane actually guest starred twice on, well, yeah, twice on, yeah, The Simpsons. He did. I mean,
1: he's talked about how much he was inspired he by them.
0: Sang a song at the beginning mm-hmm. in the style of Frank Sinatra in one of them because mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane has great
1: voice. Yeah. yeah,
0: he actually has an album out of mm-hmm. him covering like old like Rat Pack songs and stuff like that. And then he played a um, character who him and Marge meet on a site for. Mm-hmm. That's a Downton Abbey, uh, uh, like, Downton Abbey Mm -hmm. parody. And, like, she thinks that Homer's, like, not paying attention to her. And what he's doing is he's getting this really, um... Well, it's actually a really nice anniversary gift for them together. But she thinks he's, like, being neglectful. And he's Mm -hmm. just trying to hide this gift from her. Yeah. You know, it's a classic trope. (laughs) So... In those, but anyway.
1: Simpsons is still sweeter than Family Guy.
0: Family Guy crosses lines Mm -hmm. and does some comedy that's just, like, straight up. Mm-hmm. trying to offend, whereas mm-hmm. The Simpsons says... They've tried to lampoon pretty much everybody, but they've never done it in a way... Mm-hmm. I don't feel like they've ever done it in a way that's intentionally harmful, mm-hmm. like even some of the stuff they did that was a little on the ignorant side. Mm,
1: Apu. Um,
0: Apu, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's another thing. Two people... That's something I was going to bring up, too, is about Apu. Like, people are, like, mad that he's gone.
1: And it's <laughs> oh, he's like, completely gone? Yeah,
0: they've just written him out of the show.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And um, they recast all of the... Uh, characters of color with actors that are of that race so
1: Carl Carlson and yeah. Yeah,
0: and um Dr. Hibbert are mm-hmm. now okay. uh, black actors and right. I have zero problems with any of that and a lot of fans are like oh, it's not right it's not right and it's like well I mean the idea that they did it in the first place really wasn't right and at the time it was something that was done often mm-hmm. you know but like I you know I think it's cool that they did that and i
1: yeah, they I feel. I mean, it was, was
0: never cool. for me to say. I feel like they didn't stereotype them in a harmful way, but it's not for me to say that. You know, like yeah. that's just something I felt. And That's probably coming from a place of privilege. Yeah, being a white. That. Yeah,
1: exactly. So
0: whatever opinion I have on the matter is not really important. I think that, a poo is not... the
1: most stereotype. Yeah. Of and, all of those,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I I am glad that they have made these changes. Mm-hmm. They've made a lot of changes in the last few years. Um, There are definitely more women writers on the show Mm -hmm. and directors on the show now. Mm -hmm. Um, That was something that was... They didn't really have a whole lot of diversity in that area. Mm -hmm. And it's in, you know, it's not forced diversity. These people have actually worked on the show for a long time. Like Nancy Cartwright wrote an episode. She's done the voice of Bart from Mm -hmm. the very beginning. Yeah. Um, Yardley Smith, I think, directed an episode.
1: And she's... Uh, and she's
0: been from the beginning. Lisa. Lisa,
1: yeah.
0: Um, She's one of the few in there that doesn't do more than one mm-hmm. voice. Mm-hmm. Like, she's done a couple voices mm-hmm. over the years, but she doesn't have a set ton of characters she does.
1: Yeah, she's Lisa. Like,
0: Dan Castellaneta, who's Homer, he does a lot of the male mm-hmm. voices. Him, Hank Azaria, and Harry Shearer, those three guys do Yeah. 90% of the male voices yeah. on that show. Yeah, Hank Azaria, yeah. Marge, um... Julie Kavner, she does her whole entire family, all of Marge's family, her great grandma, mm-hmm. her grandma, her aunt Sylvia, Patty, Selma, and her. Mm-hmm. They're all done by Julie Kavner, mm-hmm. which has got to be heck on her throat, cause, like, yeah. <laughs> if
1: well, you... look at you know Seth MacFarlane does them. the whole, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So I don't want to get. We're right. we're just chatting, so it's fine. <laughs> I like <laughs> the relaxed nature of it all. Yeah, it's a lot sweeter definitely a lot sweeter simpsons is and at the time when it came out it was not considered it was it was scandalous mm-hmm. but we hadn't seen we had we ain't seen nothing yet <laughs> and i mean before the family guy came out there was south park and beavis and butthead yeah and those are a lot more scandalous than simpsons ever has been because simpsons is it's the family is always a lot i mean look at family guy they're always going after um uh, what's her name um meg meg Whereas that's not something that's ever done in The Simpsons.
0: There's no lightning rod character in The Simpsons, but they kind of like all are, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to say that because it's not like... So like Meg in Family Guy or Jerry Gergich in Parks and Rec. Uh Like even, was it Kevin in The Office? Sort
1: of. uh, Yeah, the the kind of slower one.
0: Yeah. Even though those three characters got were the butt of so many jokes and they were almost like terrorized and mm-hmm. i mean even i mean in parks and rec they kind of were like well yeah he gets terrorized at the office but look he has a beautiful wife beautiful uh-huh, kids uh-huh. and then there's even that one joke when they sent a you know dick pic to the whole office and they're trying to figure out who it is so they're pretending to look for and uh, it's been a while since yeah, yeah, like, yeah, anyway yeah. and you find out that you know he's you know, equipped. Like <laughs> the writers are like, Well, we're gonna make up for it for yeah. all of the crap he gets in the office for his life. Yeah. But then, even that it's like, come on, there's lightning rod characters or just yeah. they're a trope that need to go away and that's yeah. one thing I guess the Simpsons doesn't really have is that they're all kind of they all kind of get it.
1: They all kind of pick on each other and then they love each other yeah. too, which is actually how people are Yeah. Relationally, people go back and forth. Um who's your favorite Simpsons character?
0: Uh in the core Simpsons, it's Maggie.
1: Oh, have, Maggie, really? Yeah,
0: I have a theory about Maggie, actually, and that's okay. probably one of So, through the show, it actually shows that, like, Bart is telepathic. Okay. And, you know, it's written off as a joke at first, but it kind of keeps happening, so you kind of get the idea that maybe he is telepathic. Maybe it's not just a joke. Like, he tries to tell Homer to pick him up, because mm-hmm. Homer forgot him, and he ends up sending the message to Milhouse, who writes it on the wall mm-hmm. in, in a marker crane or something in a Shining reference. Then there's another one where he's, like, in Lisa's, like, imagining her future, and then Bart's there, and Bart says something to her, and she's like, Bart, get out of my daydreams, or something <laughs> like that. And he's like, oh, sorry. And, uh-huh. you know, you realize that he was actually in there. And, well, Maggie is also the only one, really, that in the clip shows remembers the Halloween episodes, which are not considered canon. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's hard to say anything's canon in The Simpsons. But, <laughs> um, and so that also... She's also constantly saving Homer. Like, there's one where Homer tries to. S- or Homer's drowning and she swims out and gets him. There's one episode where a beer bottle's thrown at his head and she catches it. Uh-huh. There's a- quite a few other things like that where she saves Homer from things. Uh-huh. And so I feel like. And it's just a fan theory, it's just a joke. But Maggie is. Each episode's its own timeline. Uh-huh. And Maggie is going through the timelines for some reason, which, you know, it's not really revealed, but. She goes through the timelines trying to, I guess, figure out how to save Homer from certain things, certain fates. And so that's why each... Episodes, so like sometimes there's flashback episodes where it's like a different timeline entirely, totally rewrites mm-hmm. the history that you know of the Simpsons, and people hate it, but it kind of makes it easier to understand when, like, okay, now Homer's fourteen in the '90s when he was fourteen in the mm-hmm. fifth or in the '60s before, and now he's fourteen in the '90s. Like, what what's up with that? Why is that happening, or why did Marge and Homer date in the early '90s, and why is there an uh, episode about Homer before they? Met that, that's in the late 90s. Yeah. They were, like, they did one that was almost a parody of Five Nights at Freddy's that mm-hmm. was set in, like, the late 90s, I think, uh, or early 2000s. Uh. And it was Homer before he met Marge. Or uh-huh. before... Yeah, it was like he was in high school. And so, like, in my theory is that that's just a different timeline. Like, okay. And Maggie's viewing it. And the reason why Maggie is is because she shows all these other characteristics. She remembers the non-canon episodes in uh-huh. the clip shows, which... Later on that's not true it kind of the lines blur there and some people remember some things from and then in one episode they made a joke about the future and how each Simpson died and then it shows Maggie in the stars and says Maggie Simpson never died and so you know it was all just kind of a big joke about the whole ending of movies where it tells the future of each character. -hmm. But it just cracked me up because it was like, hey, that feeds into my theory more.
1: Yeah, interesting. And that's why uh, she never gets older, is always a baby. She's kind of the. That's why
0: none of the Simpsons change over time. Uh But then there's some things that happen that do change, is because, well, that timeline is the one that she's viewing. So, like, when Lisa becomes a vegetarian, she wasn't always a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So now that she's a vegetarian, every episode from that point converges, and now it's off on that timeline.
1: And none of the other characters know that that's happening.
0: No. But I think, um, like, if any of them are, it would be Bart, because the,
1: this the tel- telepathic. Tel- yeah. And Marge has
0: um, some empathy type things, and some of that stuff is, like, way beyond what... I, I mean, it's a cartoon. But, like, she hugs Bart and tells that, can tell that Bart sold his soul. Oh,
1: like, okay. And then
0: there's times where she's like, oh, there's a kid in trouble, and then she'll run off. And I know that, you know, that's a real-life thing in some cases, uh-huh. but it's just yeah. kind of lines that I think every Simpson has a superpower. I'm just trying to...
1: What about Lisa? What's her superpower? Um, Other than being the smartest and the yeah, best. Yeah, there's part of that. Play. There was
0: another thing that she did, too, that... should have brought my notes. I had some that I wrote oh. a long time
1: ago. Len. <laughs> <laughs> Homer. Yeah. Homer's kind of a wise fool, no?
0: Homer is invincible. Homer is invincible. Okay. I mean, think of all the things that would have killed him and didn't. Mm-hmm. And some of them did put him in the hospital, but... Was he in the hospital because he was actually hurt? Or was he in the hospital because everyone thought he should be hurt? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, n- nobody would survive having their head pinched by a drawbridge. <laughs> I mean, and he's, he's a cartoon. So again, yeah, I mean, but yeah, 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 that's like some of the things he takes, like, and it's running gag through there. Like he gets, um, charged by reindeer in one episode by a bunch of reindeer. They just.
1: <laughs> so most, most, let's get back onto the questions. Most memorable moment.
0: Uh, I think my favorite, like favorite of all of them is the, um, and it's. Kind of a common among Simpsons fans, but there's an episode where they're talking about Maggie being born. Mm-hmm. Homer has to go back to and reapply at the nuclear plant after quitting to get his dream job. Huh. And he goes back, and Mr. Burns puts a sign up on the wall that says, Don't forget you're here forever. Oh. Well, the reason why the kids started asking about Maggie is because there's no baby pictures of Maggie in the family albums. That's because Homer's taken them to work and plastered them over that oh. sign. <laughs> and it, he's put it in such a way that it says do it for her oh. said it don't forget you're here forever he's covered up the uh-huh. different letters and stuff to make it say do it for her oh. and it's an incredibly sweet moment in a show that up to that point had been kind of uh-huh. not had anything quite like that uh-huh. like season six if, in case anybody's wondering, has a bunch of episodes that are really sweet, but that's like the sweetest. Uh-huh. And so naturally, that was one of my favorite things. So, like I said earlier, um, I like it when like cartoons and stuff and, and shows that aren't always so serious have some serious moments mm-hmm. it kind of cements it all down, like it's like an anchor point, I guess. Family keeps you coming important. back because it kind of keeps you interested, mm-hmm. or at least for me. Um,
1: and the importance of family, uh, and that he gave up his dream job for her
0: and so that kind of the read that moment's become well that whole episode has become more for me in the um years since i watched it because i quit a job i had for 15 years mm-hmm. to go do it which isn't exactly my dream job but it's definitely better than retail which is what mm-hmm. i was doing and it was definitely more in lines with the things i'm interested in and so i was like sweet you know this is The best job I'll have. And it was one of the best jobs I've ever had. And about two years after I got it, they downsized and let Mm -hmm. me go. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I had to go back to the job I had before, which wasn't exactly the same. But I had to go back to that company. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of felt like the moment when Homer goes back to the nuclear plant, kind Mm -hmm. of tucks his tail between his legs. I mean, I didn't leave in the way that he left. (laughs) I I don't want to burn, necessarily burn bridges if I don't Mm -hmm. have to. Which he literally did in the show. He literally <laughs> burnt a bridge. It was still felt kind of the same. Like I had to tuck my tail between my legs and be like, okay, well, I did try to go make it out there in the world and I didn't. So here I am back and I'm sorry and take me back, please. Yeah, yeah. And it's been even worse because now I quit again to do another job that I thought I'd be good at and uh-huh. was interested in. And I did not do well at it either and well mm-hmm. the first one wasn't my fault the second one was definitely my fault I had to go back again
1: okay yeah and
0: so you know the episode kind of took on a new meaning at least in that regard that mm-hmm. you know I had to go back to this place now twice that mm-hmm. you know I wasn't happy with when I left and mm-hmm. but I did it because I needed to be able to help my family and myself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I think that's probably one of my mm-hmm.
1: I like that I like that yeah. a lot that's very, very profound. Very sweet. See what the Simpsons can... Even the Simpsons. Well, I've, I've seen other, other sites out there that's like the Tao of the Simpsons or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the, all the different oh. ways you can...
0: Yeah, there's so many different books that's written on, I think, the Simpsons lifestyle. There's like the Tao of the Simpsons. Uh-huh. There's math books that are based around uh-huh. the Simpsons. There's a whole line of safety, occupational safety hazard posters, like warnings and stuff based uh-huh. around the Simpsons. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, uh, before we went to this new program where I work now, they had to make their own little slideshow videos to tell you about working Mm -hmm. there and stuff. And they used all those posters from it. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And so, so yeah, it's,
1: it's bled its way into so much of our life that it's one of the, um, how many years now? 30 some years. Yeah.
0: 30, 30, they're on their like 33rd season or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I say there's, a, there's So, like, there's references in so many different things. Like, I think the most recent one I've seen, too, is in Turning Red. Um, oh, right. The main character, mm-hmm. she walks up to the two red pandas flanking the door of the temple. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hi, Bart. Hi, Lisa. Uh, which is definitely, like, it's been said that it's definitely a Simpsons reference. Mm-hmm. It's not just two random names they picked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, at this point, I don't think you can have Bart and Lisa and admit that it's nothing. Random.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It'd be like naming your kids Harry and Ron and... and or, you know It's
1: just it's just a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah no, yeah. no it's yeah.
0: not you were influenced. Yeah. Whether you yeah. know it or not. <laughs> yeah.
1: So how has this fandom it's a little bit of the same question, but just maybe go deeper. Maybe there's more you can add. How has this fandom helped you throughout your life and how have you grown because
0: of this fandom? Uh well I mean like I said I kind of am an outlier with the fan with a lot of the fans because of my opinions of later seasons and mm-hmm. things like that. Um so, like, I used to belong to a lot of groups on Facebook, and they just kind of got toxic. So, mm-hmm. which is something you have happen in almost all of mm-hmm. internet. But um, I feel like overall, though, that it's taught me not to take myself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, or not to take life, some of life, too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's helped me with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then, like I mentioned earlier with my writing and stuff like that, you know, there's just certain things that... They've influenced even in the non-comedy uh-huh. section sector of it all. It's been, you know, it's influenced me um, in that way, and so I mean, I'd say that I wouldn't be basically the same person without it. I say that I think um, I think my mentality with a lot of it is like with life in general is better because of it. Like again, not taking things too seriously, or uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's the various quotes and stuff you think of when you're trying to make it through things and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, which, you know, that happens when you're a fan of anything you'll draw from it mm-hmm. lessons for life. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So. Can you think of a quote right now?
0: Um, let's see. One of my favorites, I might be misquoting this a bit. It's like, um, if someone loved you once, then they can love you again and you'll think of that and it'll make you smile. Homer says that to Mo after Mo ends up kind of tanking a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, And he feels like he'll never be loved again and, like, you know, he's going to die alone. And Homer tells him that, like, you'll, you know, you may not think of it now, but maybe later on you will remember that someone loved you once and they Mm -hmm. can love you again. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, kind of gives you hope.
1: Yeah, that's really sweet. And it came from Homer. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I mean invincible but also kind of a wise fool. Yeah. I always like that wise fool theme. Okay closing statements? Anything closing you would like to uh, add?
0: Yeah I'd say um if you are getting into the series I always recommend starting from the beginning mm-hmm. and I say do not join any fan groups <laughs> until you've watched them all mm. because A lot of them will tell you to stop in certain places or not Mm -hmm. watch certain episodes. And I think it's important in almost any fandom to not skip anything. Mm -hmm. Like, there's some real terrible stuff out there and things like that. But, like, I feel like you need to form your own opinion of those things. Yeah. You know? I mean, like... Yeah, just watch the watch it all through, and mm-hmm. uh, you know form your own opinion. Um, I do recommend at least for the first nine seasons, if you can, get them on DVD, because there are scenes they cut out mm-hmm. that are not necessarily important, but they're pretty good, mm-hmm. and the Disney Disney didn't put those back in because mm-hmm. they weren't put in on the. They're not the syndication mm-hmm. or air on air version. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. So I mean that's, but any way you can get it.
1: Okay. Um, how many people reach out to you if they want you to snap a photo of them or want to talk more about the Simpsons or even horror, horror films?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you can look me up on Facebook, uh, West Christie, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y and West's like direction. And that's and
1: W West, West Christie
0: photography, correct? Yep. And that's yeah. my photo page. And then West C photo is my Instagram handle. Okay. And I also think it's my Twitter
1: handle. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I'll put all the links below. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Fangirl Hour. If you want to geek out with us, email us at cafegirlproductions at gmail.com. Thank you especially to our Cafe Girl Superstar Patrons. Kathy Anderson, David Anderson, Dorothy Nino, and David Glamour Dave Nino. If you want to become a patron, head on over to www.fangirl.com patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash cafe girl thriving artist for more information on us head on over to www.cafegirlproductionsinc.com thank you very much have a nice day bye